Welcome to the Women Living in Thailand podcast. Education, information, opinions, and personalities of the fierce females living it up in Thailand. Join our hosts, Caitlin Lee and Jessica Teal, for another session starting now. Hello. We are back. <laughs> hey. I don't know why, but that song makes me so happy. I just end up bobbing <laughs> through it. It's very refreshing. Right? It's not bad for 7.30 on hump day, I would like to think. <laughs> a little more upbeat. Yeah. Little, it's like a re, it's, it re-inspires you to get back into the groove. Exactly. It's a second, third, fourth, fifth wind, depending who you're asking. So <laughs> Exactly. We are on episode two of our Woo! video podcast. Woohoo! And um, for those of you who do not know, um, all of, well, not all of them, all of our important uh, pod, uh, clubhouses that we had previously done are now up on our podcast channel. And you can check us out on Anchor under Women Living in Thailand. We're also wherever else you could find podcasts. And this is our second one. Yay. And today, I think, is the perfect timing to have this. Um, for me today, talking about tribe and finding your tribe uh, I think is going to be super important because a lot of people have left, right, Jess? Yep. <laughs> a lot of people are coming into Thailand. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's something that possibly we don't think about enough until it's too late. Until we're here, we're like, we've got to move and do this and do that. And then finally, when everything's settled, there's that quiet where you're like, oh, yeah, I need... I need to find people. Yeah, <laughs> I need to, yeah. I need well, to find those circles. Yeah, what I've noticed lately on the on the Facebook groups, especially the women's groups, is that there's lots of people arriving and because they were arriving during a lockdown, they didn't get a chance to connect. And now a bunch of posts are, hey, is anybody willing to meet up? Um, how can yeah. we meet up? Who's interested in what? So I think uh, people are starting to, you know, get back into the groove of getting ready to meet other people again and just, you know, make some connections. So I think tonight's topic is super important and super relevant to the situation right now in Thailand. Yeah, I agree. Before we start, just give us a little bit of an update. <laughs> You're looking um, a little well, chilly. <laughs> well, uh, the update is that it's six degrees Celsius where I am right now. Good Lord. <laughs> and that is um, where? I'm in Iowa right now. I came over to back to the U.S. after two years to visit my family and to just get a little bit of a change of scenery because, you know, obviously we know Thailand was in a of constant weirdness. <laughs> um, yes. And I just needed a break. I needed a break from that. So I'm really happy to be on the other side of the world right now in an opposite time zone. The only thing that's not opposite is that I'm still working. So I'm working through the night. So I am up between 3 a.m. to 6 a.m., 7 a.m. most nights of the week, which I got to tell you guys, it really does work. Um, if you have an opportunity to ever try early wee hours of the morning work and go to bed early and then have you have the whole day ahead of you to kind of do things and just be free and awake during the the sunshine hours and that's you know it's kind of sad sometimes when you're sitting at the computer for hours on end uh yes. during the sunshine time of the day <laughs> missing out on it only to just you know finish at the end of the day and have to do dinner and then go to bed and you've sort of missed the whole day so this 
the schedule actually works uh, depending on your, you know, the sleeping habits and stuff. But, but yeah, um, just a quick side note. Um, if for any of you who are traveling back to the U.S. or somewhere else where restrictions are not as uh, strict as they have been in Thailand, uh, it does feel like COVID is kind of come and gone already, depending on what state you're in. Specifically in Iowa, nobody's wearing masks. People are hardly washing their hands. There's no hand sanitizer in most shops. Nobody's taking your temperature. So if you're looking for a place to kind of take a break, um, I definitely suggest coming over to the U.S. <laughs> Iowa. If that's your thing. <laughs> yeah, specifically Iowa, but there's not much going on here. So, uh, but yeah, and I think um, we're going to be having a really exciting um, December 1st chat with one of our original yes. founding members, Hannah. Yo, Hannah. Shout <laughs> um, so out we'll to Hannah. Yeah, <laughs> Hannah, we miss you. <laughs> uh, we um, will be talking about perspective perspectives from the other side of the world and um you know just also comparing that to what's going on with the reopening of thailand from cat's side yeah. as well so i'm super looking forward to welcoming Hel hannah back to um me too to our, our session i hope yeah. she brings her ukulele i'm not gonna lie oh I'll, I'll talk to her on sunday i'll remind her don't worry okay good 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 yeah. well i think we should get started for uh, sure we have a phenomenal guest and honestly when i asked her to come on I had so many choices of topics. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I don't know which one to choose. <laughs> but I think this one is the best one for the time. And I have no doubt in my mind that this amazing woman will be back with us. But for today, we're going to talk to Miss Toy Rogers about um, <clears throat> finding your tribe in Bangkok. And um, we're actually going to invite her in right now. Hello, Miss Tori. Hello, hello, hello. Hi. Hi. How are I'm you, so Tori? I am good, as good as I can be anyway. Like, it's funny because I'm here in Bangkok with you right now, Kat, but I'm enjoying listening to Jess talk about being home in the States because I'm headed home soon and I cannot wait. Cannot I understand wait. completely. I'm there. I'm there right yeah. with you. Like Before we get started. Yeah, I know, right? Mine isn't here <laughs> either. Um, let's just all say a big hello to all of our viewers. We have a few people joining us. Um, Ms. Jones, Ms. Kelly Bronwyn Jones says, oh, hi, beautiful ladies. And hi, I see Kelly. all the rest, I see all the rest watching us right now. So a big hello. Um, if you guys would like to support us, please do share. Um, do um, follow our Facebook page, uh, which is Women Living in Thailand, our Instagram, and um, Women Living in Thailand also in every podcast way, shape, and form. So we are trying to hit everywhere. <laughs> Boom. So let's get started. Tori, tell us about you. Let's have a mini introduction first. A mini introduction. So I am from Houston, Texas. I always start with that. It's just because like the more and more that I sit with myself, I just like, you know, our journey just begins from like those early days. So I, um, I'm, I was born and raised in Houston. I am a big sister. So at, at like around six years old, my parents sat me down and told me I was going to be a big sister. And like, I distinctly remember this conversation and it really came back to me last year during this pandemic. And like, everybody had a lot of time to sit with themselves, you know, and it's just like, oh, okay. So like, I'm on my big type vibe, connect everyone, you know? Um, so like, I, I basically was very um, studious in school and like really serious about getting good grades, like 
being involved in different activities. Um, and that just kind of carried out all the way through high school. Um, I was on a step team. So I really appreciate my parents allowing me to just be who I am because like, I love music. I love just like dance. I'm, it's funny hearing you say that it was like hard for you to choose a topic because I feel the same way about my life. Like <laughs> my life is like that. Um, but yeah, like I grew up with my dad listening to a lot of like um, Mary J. Blige and good R&B music and just like in the in his Cadillac riding around with him. So and being in Texas, there's a lot of culture. And mm. yeah, I was on a step team and that was in like sixth grade and we were competing against high schools and colleges who were in sororities and fraternities. So I got to see that. Like I've just always have been this person who was about being a part of a collective. Mm -hmm. um, and then for college, I um, applied for different scholarships and did a lot of writing to get um, into the school I wanted. So I went to UT Austin um, and I'm a Longhorn, so hook them. And uh, yeah, I started off doing psychology there. I'm like trying to think about the story. It's like really weird talking. I'm like, it's been weird. Like no one has been talking. I definitely have not been talking for a long time. So <laughs> I'm just like all over the place. Um, but in school, I started off as psychology. And then I really enjoyed learning about people. And I knew that I wanted to expand on that. So I took a communications class, loved it, and changed my major to advertising which really plays out obviously in, in the way that like, I just kind of communicate and connect with people. Um, and I'm really glad I did that because that then caused me to go into radio when I was in Austin and doing promotions and sales. And then I started at an ad, ad agency out of college. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't really talk about this. So like, when I think about people who connect with me now, they're like, I literally don't get what you do. And so as much as I, like have that background, you know how like you you may get a client and you work on their social media, but you aren't doing your own social media. That's yes. literally what I feel yes. right now. One hundred percent. Yeah. So it's really interesting how that worked out. Um, but so so yeah. So after that, I moved to Dallas and I started working at a um, technology company called Texas Instruments, and I was doing program management and started traveling a little bit. At this point, I wanted to come to Asia, but I never got the opportunity with this company. And uh, I just, I, at that point, I decided to move back home after a few years, and I was working in oil and gas at that point. Um, and then I got laid off. And th this is like rapid, you know, like long story short type mm. of thing. And, and at that point, I was like, I don't even Really want to work for anyone. I'm not interested in working in corporate. This is not my jam. These are not my people. I know who I am. Um, and I just had this energy of like, I want to create something that's larger than me. I want to connect people. Um, when I had moved back home from Dallas to Houston, I joined a lot of different meetup groups. And so at this point, I was like, even though it was, it was my city, I was a part of like new to Houston groups. And then I started leading those things and bringing people together and all the things that I kind of like naturally do. And when I decided to make the move to Thailand, looking back, it's probably because I just was like, okay, this is like America now is not for me. Like, I just need out of here all together. Um, and at that point, I was like, okay, what do I need? Three black friends. I need three black friends. And that's, that's how the meetup happened, right? So from my apartment, as I was packing, I created a meetup group on 
uh, meetup.com. And I titled it Black in Bangkok at the time. I had looked into different Facebook groups and meetup groups and connected with people and asked them if they get together, asked them if they're still living in Bangkok and either the group was inactive or people really don't get together, which is pretty much still the same thing that happens. Like um, we even, I actually got a comment last week where someone reached out in one of our face in our Facebook group saying, Hey, does anyone want to get together and have a book club? We used to do this in China when I lived there with black expats, et cetera, et cetera. And then someone commented saying there's so many Facebook groups here and no one's doing any events. And I think that that's something that like we see a lot, right? Like it's really hard to come together and, and like number one, bring people together, plan this stuff, work with these businesses and restaurants and Bangkok, especially the market here is just like very hard to navigate sometimes depending on what you're trying to do. And yeah, it like, it's hard. It is a lot yeah. of work. <laughs> so, so um, Tori, how, how many years have you been here in Thailand? So I moved here April, 2017. So a little over four years now. A little over four years. And what, yeah. what would you say from the first day that you got here till now, what you have seen and what you have done personally in, in as far as finding a tribe or even creating a place where people can find their own tribe? Um, what I think like I saw is that when I got here, so a month after moving here, I created a meetup and a few people showed up and I was really inspired by the fact that people had been living abroad for like several years. For me, it still felt crazy. And like, even as someone who was a professional woman working in corporate industry, like went to a, a, a great college, I just did not really expect to find so many people, especially black expats living abroad. Um, so I was really inspired by that. But what I saw was that no one was actually coming together, like to really bring people together. Again, it's, it's a lot of work. And so there was like different Facebook groups and people living in Bangkok, but no, there was like no cohesive thing. And, and there still really isn't one. Like there's different Facebook groups and line groups still. But I don't think what I see is that like there's not a lot of intention that takes place with like truly coming together to make um, strategic meetups and make sure that we're like all coming together to learn about certain things. And it is it's very challenging. And then what I think I did was just like really just um, number one, offering a lot of spaces like. I, I wanted to get to know Bangkok. So I definitely was doing a lot of like, hey, let's try this restaurant. Let's try this um, mm -hmm. place. And then when we started a line group a couple of months into it, or actually not even, maybe like a week into it, we started a line group. And then when someone would come in and ask a question, I would either find the answer. I didn't know anything at this time. Or I would tag someone who I thought knew the answer and it just became the the vibe and the culture. So now you have everyone like making sure that we actually get the resource to that person, actually get the connection to that person or on the back end, tap in and make sure that they're connected. I would reach out to every person and introduce myself. I would like ask them what their situation was, try to make sure that they got tapped in a certain way and connected to this, a certain person. Um, and we have like different type of people, people who are retired, people who have families here, people who have issues with like jail and visa and all type of things. Like I literally can't even, I don't even think people in the community understand like the, the variety and just like the the vastness of the experiences. Um, but I, I really made it a, a, a an effort to make sure that everyone got some sort of resource and that just became the the vibe. Um, 
And then like every time we will be out, if we saw someone, if we were having a meetup and then we saw another black traveler or an expat, it was just so beautiful to see everyone say like, hey, are you in the group? You need to get in this group. We're sharing different resources, like stay connected. So yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. So for, for people who don't know or haven't seen any of our posts before the podcast, what what groups are you involved with? And and what are ones that, that you actively participate in? So what communities here in Bangkok specifically yeah. am I yeah. a part of? Um, so when I came to Bangkok, I was a part of American Chamber of Commerce. Um, I was at all of the YPC young professional or YPN, whatever, Young Professional Networking, Um, (laughs) um, U.S. Embassy and the different embassies that that have like the the nice dress up gown events. I used to go to those as well. Mm, Yeah, I remember those those people. Yeah, yeah. Um, Pre-COVID, oh, what times. (laughs) Yeah, for real. And then if you're talking about Hannah, Hannah is someone, the one who started um, the Bangkok Women's Group. She, I was a part of like her. I remember when she was thinking about starting it, and I was like, "You need like definitely do that. Definitely mm. like start this meetup, get things going." Um, so yeah, and what else? I'm trying to think about. Uh, Democrats Abroad is another organization that I was connecting with just to make sure that people had the resources to actually vote abroad. And it yeah. was like it's a nonpartisan, nonpartisan, nonpartisan um, or, organization, but like I just wanted to make sure that people knew that you can go and send in your ballot by doing this and that. Um, so that was really cool. But, and then um, we've worked with the ministry of foreign affairs to kind of start talking to them. And like, I really want to start connecting with like what they're sharing. Um, but yeah, yeah. Oh, it's just, yeah. So not many. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, not at all. No, I love, I love, I, I want to talk about both aspects with this um, because I'm realizing that our podcast is going to be for a lot of new people and we haven't had like this many new people like of influx coming into to Thailand. Um, so I, I do want to broach on the professional area, but I, I do really want to get into why um, it's so important to find a tribe here, as especially as somebody who's coming as a solo traveler. I have a different story. Um, I still think tribe is important. I've been here a very long time, a long time, long time. I've been here uh, um, over 30 years now. And for me, it, it's still the same to me. It's still, tribe is still important. And I feel, especially in Bangkok, um, and especially being a woman in Bangkok or in Thailand, um, it's difficult to find those safe spaces um, it's difficult to find those safe people. And I think you have to come to a certain understanding that we we all vibrate in a different way and we have to find mm-hmm. people who kind of vibe with us on the same level. Um, <clears throat> as somebody who has traveled a lot and obviously moved quite around a lot within your life, why have you found it important to find a tribe for yourself wherever you end up situated? So this is actually my first time moving abroad and traveling abroad. I had never actually traveled out of the States. Um, I had been to Canada for work and I had been to a few States for work, but like, and then I had lived in Austin for college and mm-hmm. Dallas for a couple of years for work. But like, this was, this was crazy. It, I think for <laughs> me, <laughs> for me, I was just like, okay, I, 
I am open to being uncomfortable. I am open to whatever this experience is going to bring me. Um, but I also know that I'm going to have a unique experience as a woman, as a black woman, um, as someone with an accent, as some, like all the different things. Like, yeah. and so I just wanted to have someone that I can talk to and just like, they understand what it feels like to be walking in similar shoes as mine. Um, and I, when I got here, it was evident that a lot of people were looking for that. And, and we all are. Um, one thing I also like find myself saying sometimes is just that like, I have no interest in ever being uncomfortable just because like the world is so abundant. Like, why do we need to be uncomfortable? It just makes Amen. no sense to Honestly. me. Like, what am I uncomfortable for? Like, I just, I, I am very, um, I am very picky about how I choose my time, about who I connect mm -hmm. with. I'm very intentional and I'm, I'm super, like I sit with myself so much. And I just feel like the more that, the things that I have in my control, I, I really need them to be on point. And so uh, that comes with creating a safe space and like the right type of people around me that get me, that I can be myself around. And I feel like with Ebony Expats, not only did it help me with the experience of after I'm working at this school, going to, so I came here working as an English teacher and I did that for a few months before I switched over and started working in marketing here. Um, but it, it was tough. It was very tough being the only black person mm -hmm. in, in, in companies at the schools, being looked at, um, all the different things that come with moving over here, especially in 2017. I feel like it's a lot different now. Things seem to be a little bit more, um, I don't know if I'm just getting used to Bangkok, but like people <laughs> seem to be a lot more accepting or something. I don't know. But when I first moved here, it was very, very rough. Like for me, like the experience with like, I don't know, it just hit me. Um, so having that, that, that network of people who like on the weekends, we're getting together and everything still feels like a vibe. Like I'm able to be around my people. That felt really mm -hmm. good. Um, I also think just like coming to Bangkok, it's a place where it's very, um, it's open and you get to be who you are and be appreciated for what you're bringing to the table and and all of those things. And But it it's, it's nice to have a, a support community, a supportive community that's just like, okay, we're rocking with you or we're not. Like I've learned a lot. I have learned so yeah. much. So much. And that's very true. And and the reason I brought this topic up and I'll I'll show you now why. One of our viewers, okay. Mr. Norwood Norwood is here. Um Hello. saying it's a great topic. Shout out to Mr. Hi, Norwood. Great. Um me and Tori actually just had a, a podcast show with Norwood. Um if you guys haven't checked it out, completely recommend slightly crazy, but yeah, it's good. <laughs> but the re that's the reason that I that I brought this up and, and Norwood brought up a good point when when we were talking on his show of, and it, it kind of changed me. He was like, I don't need any more friends. I found my tribe. I know where I am. I found my group of weirdos that appreciate me mm -hmm. and support me and nobody's there to drag me down. And you know, I have my business people and I have my my personal people and I'm mm -hmm, good. Mm -hmm. And I think that's no matter where you are in the world, that's where you find yourself grounded. That's where you find yourself happy. And when you can find, you don't necessarily have to belong, but you have a group of people that are accepting of the weirdness yeah. that you are. And I love that. It's 
it's such a beautiful thing. Um, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I think I think it's interesting though, like this this even using the word tribe and also like the way that we go about finding the tribe. Um, I'm starting to just notice that like individually, some we sometimes don't hold ourselves accountable enough for like how we're showing up to that tribe and what we're also putting in instead of just like receiving like that, that has been something that, that I'm like, okay, there needs to be a lot more clarity and there needs to be a lot of more like us just holding each other accountable and, yeah, and how 100%. we show up for sure. Yeah. I mean, cause Look, today we're talking about tribe, and this is sometimes a very woo-woo term. You know, it's what all the yogis mm -hmm. and all the hippies are using now and stuff. But it, it's literally, for me, a genuine term because it's a people, uh, it's, it's a group of people who understand you, ultimately, and who are all trying to grow together, sometimes away, yeah. sometimes back in. Um, I think that sometimes this gets mixed up with other groups in our life, basically, you know? Um, and I think sometimes we need to be able to differentiate those between those two, you know? Um, I, I did want to ask you, Tori, as somebody who's gone through this, for all the new people here, what would be your, like, top tips of advice for them for, like, the first month or first two months to kind of get acclimated, socialize a little bit, um, and get started on finding their people? Mm. That's a great question. So post pandemic, like things are so different, yeah. so different. Um, but like you were talking about earlier, the Facebook groups are very active. People are in there talking and connecting. Um, I'm seeing that a lot of people are, are more um, like actively seeking connection and wanting to hang out or wanting together and do the do a book club, like the example I mentioned earlier. So I think it's just about like really getting into these Facebook groups and responding to people or posting and, and being open and vulnerable and putting yourself out there. Um, there's also a lot of different things on Meetup. Um, and that that's the that's what I kind of knew is like, okay, I want to go out to actual events. I want to go out and meet people. And so Meetup was great for that. Uh, here in Bangkok, we know Facebook is very uh, active. So just looking through the events that are coming up and going to all the different social events that are coming out um, and really joining some of the communities. One of the other communities that I uh, forgot to mention is the um, the PR media one. I can't think of the name right now, but they uh, they only do, it's just media. FCCT is that is that it? Yeah, um, the FCCT, like things like that, where you get to go and meet people who are in media and like working mm -hmm. on certain things. But also, there's a lot of social events, and I, I definitely suggest people look into the specific type of organizations that they're interested in and see what events are coming up. Um, and then the other thing is just like start your own. Like literally, that's that's what I recommend. It's like if you're not finding it on Meetup, if you don't find it online in Facebook groups, Instagram is also great too. Uh, just finding hashtags like Bangkok or Girls in Bangkok or Black in Bangkok, yeah. uh, Black expat Bangkok, Bangkok expats, and just following those hashtags and connecting with people. Like slide in the DMs. Mm -hmm. The DM game is strong and like it's still going hard. So if it's not online, if it's not meet up and going to the different events, like literally just start your own and start to find people, whether it's at work or you create your own meetup. 
um, I do think that there's a lot of opportunity to still create these different pockets of communities and tribes. Yeah, I 100% agree. And, you know, I think, I know there's a difference between having a tribe and networking and making connections, but they, I, I don't know about anywhere else, but I, I know very well how Bangkok works. <laughs> and I'm, I'm sure LA might be the same. I'm not sure. Um, but I feel that people should know in Bangkok, the who you know, the connections you make are way more important than anything else, quite honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, I've seen people burn bridges and just have to leave, quite honestly. And this is something that does need to to be remembered. <laughs> in Bangkok, it's it's all about who you know, quite honestly. It really yeah, is. If, if I may interject on that, uh, Bangkok is actually a really small place. And the longer you stay here, the more people you meet, uh, you know, every third person that you know is going to know somebody that you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, so burning bridges is not advisable. Um, and, you know, that that actually is a great commentary because it does remind you to you know, live your truth and be authentic also, um, you know, and if, and if, and if some, if you don't like somebody or if you don't get along with somebody, that's totally fine. You know, um, just keep it real. Right. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't go, you know, behind the scenes. Don't go talking about people behind their backs and stuff because again, Bangkok is small. <laughs> um, yeah. and you know, uh, I, I would like to say one thing also about, you know, connecting in the groups and all of that. Um, I find that sometimes people get a little bit shy when they, you know, want to find people who are interested in things that they're interested in. And my advice would be on that front is don't be afraid to post, you know, if you want to, if you want to go and uh, find somebody who's into anime, for example, then just go ahead and post about it. I mean, I've seen sometimes I go, I'm scrolling and I see people asking for the most eccentric interests. And I'm like, what? Like, is there, are there people in Bangkok who actually are down with that? And and then, you know, a few minutes later you see the comments. So, you know, you've got people who are into horse riding and, you know, all kinds all of sorts. interesting yeah. activities. Yeah. And you know what? Bangkok is the land of opportunity. I really believe yes. that you can do a lot of things in, in Thailand, you can, not Bangkok, but Thailand, you can do a lot of things in Thailand. You can meet a lot of different people. And it's really true what you said, Tori, like you can, I've found when I came to Thailand nine years ago, that I could really be myself. And mm. because of the type of people that are, you know, open-minded to traveling and to seeing new places, you get to meet a different kind of, 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 of people. And yeah. they're, they tend to be a little bit more accepting of who you are and you them as well. Um, that doesn't mean that, you know, people who don't travel as much are not the same way, but you just are in a position to meet those people directly um, when you're, when you're traveling and living abroad. So I, I think Thailand is such a hub. I was just talking about this the other day with a friend and I was saying, um, you know, if I were to live in any other country, I don't think I would get what, I, what I've gotten in, um, from Thailand. It is such a hub of uh, materials and resources and people and ideas and openness. And some people might think differently about Thailand being not as open-minded, I would say, but really in comparison, you get a little bit of everything in Thailand. Mm-hmm. And that's what I really love about, about being in Thailand. It's, you know, it's very accommodating. So. Yeah. No, I agree 100%. with that. Yeah. I, I think when for, for the new people who are coming in, um, I think 
we can talk a little bit on how things used to be pre-COVID. So maybe people will understand understand where things can get to post-COVID, like what what it is we're looking forward to. So I think if people um, just just to let some people know that you know there are great groups that we will um, be posting about, um, especially women's groups. Not all groups in Thailand on Facebook are safe spaces and i will say this 100 um i'm not gonna name names and everybody knows why but there are facebook groups in thailand that are mostly mixed gender that are insanely toxic um and that do need to be kind of geared away from basically um i it's you know Thailand comes with its good and its bad, just like everywhere else. But I'm um, going back to, um, you know, in person, what things used to be like. We would have networking. There would be eight networking events going on on one night. It was yeah. absolutely insane. Which would end in a wild, which would end in a wild night at Khao San. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't matter how long you've been in Thailand. Kaosan is always a good time, all right? Don't it's true. A wild night somewhere, that's yeah. for sure. That's, that's yeah. like networking tonight. Uh-huh. <laughs> sure, uh-huh. Uh, Tori, is there is there any um, events that were happening pre-COVID that you miss or that you hope are going to be happening post-COVID? Um, I miss things like festivals. Like the festivals oh. here are great. Wonder Fruit was amazing. I went in what was that year? Twenty eighteen, I think. And oh my goodness, like Wonder Fruit that year was just so beautiful. It was just so beautiful. Like the way that you guys are talking about the materials and the people and just the energy here, just to be able to see them bring that together, like the creativity and like the innovative way that they use the products and yeah, like to to make the designs and installations. And then the music here, just like the music and the way that people here enjoy music is is dope. Like mm-hmm. I love to be at those type of events here. Like I will say that Wonder Fruit and Color. Um, that, yeah, I think that that's really the most thing I will say that for me, I'm kind of like, I I truly understand the whole networking thing. I didn't know prior to coming to Bangkok, how the, the city worked with like the relationships and like every other person is probably going to know you from this person and like, Oh, you're Tori. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay. Um, yeah. Like I didn't really expect that. I am grateful that I kind of hit the ground running in the way that I did, but I am not looking forward to doing that. Like, you know, even just hearing how you guys are talking about like networking ending with Kyle Sign, I am, I'm not that Tory anymore, like at all. Even the way that we're running Ebony X Pass is more like very pointed with like, we've, we've changed out of the line group into a platform and just being able to touch people globally and start doing things like have just like very strategic conversations and, more intention, less of the partying. So um, I just see a shift in like my own energy and in the way that just how we all kind of want to spend our time and, and show up to things and what we don't want to show up to. And just like the vibe is different, you know, the vibe is really different. Yeah. yeah. I think people are ready. I think people are in a new new mode. They're in, well, I know I am. They're in build an empire mode. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cooked up for two years. I'm building yeah, my empire. <laughs> We've all well, see, had for a lot me, of building my empire. 
But like hearing you say building my empire means like me spending less time on Kassan. That means me spending oh, less time just partying for, for nothing. Yeah. And and in Bangkok, like there is the good and the bad. There is like the bubble of Bangkok, like yes. just kind of like needing to like lay low from it. Um, but like back to the to the conversation. Actually, no, I think if I can interject <laughs> I like one I'm minute, like, like I think that's a big point to talk about though. And I've seen it time and time again. People get sucked up into the party bubble that is mm -hmm. Bangkok and do yes. not do not misconstrue a networking meeting to, you know, a night out in Kaosan. We all know. We all know. And we've been there. But there are people who are there and just get mm -hmm. consumed by that and then yeah. get pulled in to that. And then work doesn't mean a thing. Finding a tribe doesn't mean a thing. It's just doing that. And and we all know how Bangkok can be, especially Bangkok. Uh -oh, like, yeah, yes. You know, yeah, city I do. center I do. for a lot of stuff. <laughs> I learned the hard way. I definitely learned the hard way on I that. I think we all yeah. did. And, mm -hmm. and, and I think we all do, honestly, yeah. um, unless, you know, unless we're gung ho when we get here, if we're here with the mentality of I'm going to explore, I'm going to learn more about ourselves. Of course, we have to put ourselves in that position, but it's mm -hmm. being able to get out or being able to have the, the, the right tribe around you to be like, OK, fun is fun. But now you yeah. got to go build, go be better, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and that's the importance of finding a tribe here, too, because. Honestly, you find the wrong tribe, you'll get sucked up real quick, real, real yeah. quick. So and I, I love that you said important. that. Yeah, I love that. Like, fun is fun, but if you're looking for a space where you know you want to be pushed, you know you want to be challenged, you know that you're trying to build, I think that that's where it comes back to, like, really be intentional about the spaces that you're looking for and what spaces you need for the time in your life right now. And like it changes, it changes. Sometimes we have to jump out of out of groups. Sometimes we got to turn off the email notifications. It's just like no longer fitting what we need. And I think that we just really have to like, and, and it's happening. Like, I do think people are like ready to get back out. We're ready to connect. We're ready to find the people um, that align with where we're going and like our values and all the things that we already have been doing. But I think like the awareness is just way more deeper. And that's that's really beautiful. That's really beautiful. No, I a hundred percent. I think, and I think, like you said, Bangkok is a place of many groups. And if you're in your yoga mode, you can find your yogi tribe. And then when you're mm -hmm. in your crypto mode, because we've had our, the crypto tribe on here before, you know, they're mm -hmm. all amazing. I love that you can jump into these facets. And I feel, yeah. I don't know about the states, but I feel like many parts of the states would not have this or or around the world quite honestly it's good to i guess find the upsides of bangkok especially right now <laughs> um you know i i uh as as living in thailand for the last last nine years and being able to travel to different countries surrounding thailand because uh for, for work stuff i joined a bunch of the groups you know the, the expat groups the foreigner groups all of those things in in indonesia and laos and uh, Vietnam, Cambodia, all that. And I'm telling you right now, the groups are not as deep as they are in Thailand. Mm. Like the women's groups in Thailand are pretty deep. 
I would say, you know, and yeah. I just don't see that happening in a lot of other places in Southeast Asia right now. So, you know, if people are watching and um, from other from other countries in Southeast Asia, I would definitely look into uh, if you want to create your own kind of tribe and vibe and community in those other places. Uh, I would definitely look in, look at what Thailand is doing in regards to, you know, groups. And it's not only about the expats, it's also the, the, the Thais as well. I mean, there's a yeah. lot of, there's a lot of interconnectedness happening in Thailand, which mm -hmm. is one of the things I really appreciate about being there is um, you can always find someone or something, a solution to something or the right person or the right resource. And I just really honestly, truly do not see that happening in some of the other groups that I'm a part of. Um, even to this day, and I've been a part of those groups for several years now. And they're, you know, that I think, you know, hey guys, take a look at what's going on in Thailand, <laughs> learn a thing or two. Yeah. And, and it, because you know, what's great is about creating those groups is that the more of these, that these connected groups that there are, when we start to be able to travel again, you know, it'll be e much easier to, to find connections in other countries mm -hmm. as well. And in other cities around Thailand, for example, or right outside, right on the borders too. Uh, so yeah, I, I have mad respect for how the networking and the, the, the friendship and the community is in Thailand. I mean, I've personally met some of the best people of my life in Thailand, to be honest. So I love it. I, I agree a hundred percent. And I think, um, big shout out, big shout out to, uh, the ladies who run Farang women and Farang girls in Thailand, Farang girls in Bangkok. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Bangkok Women's Collective and, yeah. and all the facets from those, that is not an easy job. And I think a lot of mm -hmm. us know what some of the admins and members there have gone through just being a part of those groups. Um, and mad respect, mad respect. Yeah. Like, thank, thank you, ladies. Keep up the good job. And, and, you know, this is why we started our thing. We just wanted to be a source of information that women could listen to we didn't want to be competition. We just wanted to be another outlet for people to be able to talk, tell their stories, you know, give information, educate to the next group of people who are going to come and the next group of people who are going to come. And I think all of us mm -hmm. being able to join together and do this is really important. And I love it. I love it when everybody comes together and helps out. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It is great. So we are um, reaching towards the end of our show uh, Tori, did you have anything else that you wanted to add before we say go our goodbyes? No, I don't think so. Um, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like I've said like enough, but like also like, did we go deep enough? Like, are there it's, any questions that people 45 have? minutes are, are hard. Uh, we don't quit. have a question. I do have a shout out. Come on, Cherise. Therese always shows up. Like she always shows up, and I really appreciate that. Like so much love for you. Well, she yeah. she she should be ready because she will be on the show at some point for sure. For That's sure. Dope. I would Thank say you for joining us, Therese. I would I would have one question. I would actually like to know that the 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 downside or the the challenges that you've faced so far in creating the creating tribes and connecting people and making those meaningful connections. I mean, sometimes you think you're about to make a good connection and then it turns out that, you know, it really didn't work out. So what would you, would you have some comments about, you know, how to cope with those challenges or how to avoid them? 
So this is something that I am still learning and I have been really struggling with a lot of stuff this past year. Just like, as I was saying, like being able to kind of sit with myself and like look at things and see how the world is going. I just was like, okay, what am I doing here? Like, what is the narrative that I have created? So I, I think it's just like, it comes back to like the intention and the clarity, especially if you're going to be the person who is bringing people together and creating a space because I like, I hear different things that people are saying and really like as a person who is truly just doing what feels called to me, like I am so tuned in. I'm just like literally moving. I'm, I'm not really hearing anything positive or negative. I take it all in and I like literally mark the S-H-I-T out of everything. Um, and, but like, I'm just moving and I'm creating based on what I feel like is needed and what I know I need. And just like the overall message of like, we need this space. I don't care how you feel about these changes. I don't care about the fact that I had to remove somebody like this space. And, and someone left a comment on LinkedIn when you made the post of like, nurturing a community is great but like we don't talk enough about the actual tilling and editing and cutting and i've really learned a lot about that especially because i think here in bangkok because everything is like everyone's talking to like oh i know tori oh i know tori it's like tori is dope i'm a dope ass woman like i'm so proud of myself but like i'm not really trying to create a Tory thing, right? Like this is an actual organization. This is a, a place, a, a space where I'm, I'm really trying to push you to like come in here and grow and connect. And um, I think that like, I just going back to like really being clear about that, really making sure that I'm stepping up with the way that I show up with the way that I speak about things. Um, yeah. But, but moving forward, I feel really good about that because like I just said, we move platforms and like we're starting to roll out different services, relocation programs, just all these different, like we want to share information and resources. Um, I think also like not caring what people think, like again, like I really am in like a tunnel, but but of, of course, like I hear all the shit, I hear all the yeah. shit. And, and I think that like things get misconstrued, you know, even thinking about the people, like you just said, like people don't understand what the Bangkok Women Collective go through, like there's threats. I get people who just like all kind of shit, F you and all, I'm like, dude, you have no idea what I'm doing. Like I'm losing sleep and making sacrifices over this shit. I ain't got time to hear that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't care, but at the same time, like, let's get real. Like, uh, people just are not tapped in into like what we're creating. And I think also understanding that as a community leader, you are also a change maker and people are not comfortable with change. Mm -hmm. And so I was talking to my mom about this like last week of just understanding that who I am naturally as a person, I'm always going to be up against other people's like, as we all are, but like, just like that resistance and fight to change and to like, hey, this is what we're doing or like all the things, like all the things. And don't even get me talking about like the men uh, mindset of things. That, and how that is that, a, oh. That's a whole other episode. <laughs> we don't have time for, for that. We don't even have time to start that conversation. <laughs> like at all. And and I'm just like, like so against all. people thinking that they're like helping you, but like giving you like these nice, nasty comments. And it's just like, I, I had someone um, tell me if no one is like truly like cutting a check they're not sitting here like, let me put these hours in to help you build this. They're not spreading the word about something. What are we talking about? 
Exactly. <laughs> what are we talking about? And I think that like when it comes to the tilling, because like let's just say like I had a, a group women in Thailand. Not every woman is going to fit this space. I'm not talking like it's like if you fit what I'm creating, if you like what I'm creating, if this is for you, then this is for you. If it's not, it's not. And I think that like because we're like community leaders and we're bringing people together, there's just like this misconception that everything has to fly. And I just don't move like that. Like I'm very intentional. I really am trying to create something based on like what feels right, but it's tough. It is very tough. So that's a good question just because it's like that, that gives me really hype as you can see, because I put in a lot of mm -hmm. work a lot of work. And and I understand again where I'm not always doing a good job of like speaking on that, which I think a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners and a lot of us deal with, right? Like we're we're really in the work and the thick of it and we're not really showing people and walking them through the journey of like this is for this and like, you know, so yeah. 100%. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. I, I think the important part is to put your boundaries down first. Yeah. You know? oh, this yeah. is the boss. You either yep. can be in it or not. Yeah. But if you're not gonna play nice, nice, you go out, out. <laughs> That's it. Bye, 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 bye. Yep. Yeah. You know. And, and I, just, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. I was gonna say about being like community leaders and stuff, and I think I think a lot of people get that concept that they they misconstrue that 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 title, you know. Being a community leader is not about being the only one to make decisions no. or the, you know, oh. the boss, the boss bitch about everything. Yes. You know what? As a, as a community leader myself, <clears throat> whenever somebody comes up to me and they're like, hey, you should do this. Or what if we try this? I'm like, hell to the yes. Like, let it, let's try what you're pitching because that's what community is. A community leader is not the president of a club. <laughs> okay. Right. The community right. leader is the person who has the resources, the tools, the voice, the platform to help the whole community move forward. And I want to say that out loud. I hope that people, you know, out there do understand the difference between, you know, the, the CEO, <laughs> right. Or the executive of, of a group and a community leader. We're mm -hmm. all in it together. And there mm -hmm. has to be a few people at the front of the line who are bringing everybody up to the front of the line with them yeah. right mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. i'm all about this yeah. i'm all about yeah. this and i'm, I'm glad yeah. that i asked you this question because i saw your hype and i was yes. like yes, yes. <laughs> this is yes. good <laughs> mm -hmm. that was a really good one and then i like what you just said about boundaries cat because i feel like society as a whole like we just we're not comfortable with boundaries and like an organization as an organization <laughs> as a community leader i am communicating things i'm telling you what's what and what's not not to be a boss not to be a bitch but because like number one again i'm really working hard i'm doing this to create this space for you um and i also have a very strong vision and yeah like it, it is very tough being in these positions because while i'm trying to keep my boundaries and and speak on things there is a lot of hand holding there is a lot of like having to make sure that the person reads the message 20 times even <laughs> though you put all the details in bullet point and use emojis i mean like, gonna you know, get like let's started. i can see jess getting started right now <laughs> i use an arrow a gif a video i put a whole damn like it doesn't matter it doesn't matter you <laughs> read people read <laughs> please yeah so we have a message from debbie saying um hey debbie uh right now we need to continually build the community here and support each other which is a hundred percent correct 
especially with a lot of the new ladies coming in, a lot of the new anybody coming in. And I'd like to reiterate that women living in Thailand is not a predominantly female space. We do encourage males who are allies to females or people who identify as female to come in and, and join us, you know, help us out with the community. If you would like to add, if you would like to come on our show, if you'd like to educate in any way, we, we op open that to everyone. Um, but yeah, like what we were discussing, it's, it's, it is about putting the boundaries in and saying, this is who I am. This is what the group does. If it's not for you, it's not for you. And also, <clears throat> the last time I saw you at your house, Tori, um, I was talking to a girl named, I hope she won't mind me saying her name, Roxy. Um, and she said something that will resonate with me forever. Um, she was talking about something that she worked in. I won't get into that. And she's like, when people come to me with problems and no solution, I just write mm. them off because you're not, no longer part of trying to make things work. You're just part of pointing stuff out and you're yeah. not coming with a solution. So instead of coming with, hey, I don't like that place. Why don't you come with, hey, I don't like that place. My brother owns this place. Would you like to use yeah. that instead? And now it blew my mind. <laughs> it yeah. blew my that, mind. That, that literally and it's changed is making my me life. emotional. Yeah, it, like, it's that, true, that's though. making me emotional thinking about that. What are because, you bringing to the table? Uh, what are you yeah, bringing to the table? Are you complaining on Facebook and not bringing a solution just mm -hmm. to complain, just to get attention, just to get heard? Or are you actively trying to be a responsible person in the community? Like, that's it. Yeah. You're either or. And and it's yeah. evident within one Facebook comment. So uh, everybody needs to remember that. One Facebook yeah. comment. That's it. Yeah. You're, you're yeah. showing who you are. Whether you mean to mm -hmm. or not, you're showing who you are. That's yep. it. Pre-warning. Yep. Because Bangkok, like Jess said, is a small place. <laughs> So make sure it you is. are nice, even to the people on the internet. But I do more comments. Like, yeah, please. Yeah, like the, I was gonna say, this boundaries thing, like it, that is just yeah, it's interesting. It's really interesting this topic right here because we are we we're in this time right now where anyone can go online and use Facebook, use Mighty Networks, use any like all these different websites to create spaces to create places where we can like all to come together to talk about whatever. And and I just find it very interesting when when people are using energy energy to like point things out and start instead of like really adding and uh and then and not really seeing that. And and now like when I look back at my time building out this space, I had a lot of that. Like uh, just just left and right. And and as I've been tilling, <laughs> and as we made these changes, it was like, yeah, like, you know, at the end of the day, I think another thing that I will say to people who are either thinking about creating a community or like truly trying to go find spaces is like, understand that sometimes you just graduate out of things. You mm -hmm. naturally graduate yeah. out of spaces. And like, that's something that, that I'm, I'm having to remember for myself is that like, in this lifetime, we're we're gonna touch people and sometimes it's like for a season 
and sometimes it's for a lifetime and it is what it is like that that's something that i need to especially as expats this is my first time being an expat and like what a crazy experience for my first time like you know what i mean so i'm i'm literally i have so much attachment to so many things this year has been hard like so fucking hard for me i I can't even like yeah oh i understand and you know it's crazy because Buddhism teaches us that attachment is probably the worst thing that you could have because it only results in hurt and pain because everything is temporary, unfortunately. And, you know, there's so many cliche sentences that we get thrown at us through, you know, movies and Hollywood of be happy it happened, you know, that kind of thing. But unfortunately, that is the truth. You know, there's you're taught at a very young age as a Buddhist here that um, life is sorrow and life, there's nothing permanent in life. Mm. And growing up as an expat, you, you definitely learn that because you lose so many. I, I had I had a podcast in Thailand and now both my hosts are gone. Okay. <laughs> both, they're, but they're both gone. <laughs> They're both gone. Yeah. I've 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 lost friends. I've friends have moved. And and that is expat life. And you know what? We forget that when we're expanding our horizons, we meet so many new amazing people and we have to say goodbye to them in some way shape or form. Oh babe, I'm sorry. <laughs> in some way shape or form, but it it's to be grateful for the experience and the time that we've had with them. And I know a lot of us have lost a lot of people in many ways, shapes or forms over the past two years. It's been, it's been rough. And I think that is something that we will talk about soon while we're going into opening, while we're finding our feet again, you know, we've been on go for the past 48 months. And we really just need to be able to stop and kind of grieve. Grieve what we've lost. Grieve who we've lost, of who we were. Grieve a lot of things. And if if I've learned anything over the past year or so, it's it's to be able to do that. And it's been rough. And it hasn't just been rough for us as adults. It's been rough for kids it's been rough for everybody because we've it's just been all of these realizations all at once and obviously there is always a downside to something but i do think the experiences the moments the life the time that you have with the people that you get to meet when you're an expat most of the time are just completely worth it 100 percent 100 percent. that is absolutely true for sure We've got one comment from Sharice telling straight facts. That's the hurtful part that people don't want to talk about. The expat path is a journey where you lose some and win some, sadly. It's not a path everyone can take. you got to be different breed to be an expat. Yeah, that's right. I always say that you got to be a different kind of person, a different breed of people to be able to handle this life. It doesn't mean that it's better or worse than any other kind of life, but, you know, it is not easy and you know the worst the hardest part is is you know losing losing people who who passed that you've met as expats too 
Yeah. That's that's a, that's a rough feeling too, because there yeah. was just like this fleeting moment that you got to experience them and be around them. And then all of a sudden they're like completely gone. It's not like you're going to leave the country and be able to like meet them again or anything, or yeah. keep in touch online or anything. It's, it's weird. It's a weird space to be in, but you know what, out of all of these experiences and these come and goes that we experience as expats, I do believe that it does make you stronger and it makes you, I don't want to use the word resilient. There's a whole controversy going on right now about this word resilient. <laughs> um, but it does make you uh, kind of appreciate things, right? And yeah. ground you a little bit too. And in knowing and accepting that and making you more prepared for what's to come later on in life too. Um, yeah. yeah, it's it's an amazing, it's an amazing experience to be living abroad away from your home country and you know, more power to everybody who's taken that leap. It's not easy. I've still got friends who still to this day message me and say, how did you do it? Or I tell them how to do it. And they're like, oh, I could never do that. I could never just up and leave. And I'm like, I didn't just up and leave. I planned it. <laughs> it takes planning and it takes, you know, the right time, the right moment to make it happen. So, but you know what, at the end of the day, like you said, Tori, uh, right at the beginning, the world, the world is a big place and has a lot to offer. Um, and don't, don't be afraid to just stick in one place for your whole life. Even if you just go away for six months, at least you did it, you know, it's exactly. possible. It is possible. And right now more than ever, because so much of our work is remote because we can find other ways to be entrepreneurs and all of that traveling, to other places and still working and still maintaining, sustaining your income is definitely possible. So, you know what, yeah. it's good that we spread out throughout the world because at the end of the day, borders are just the things on pieces of paper. All right. We are, we are all human. We are all people. We should all be coming together and learning about each other and exposing ourselves to each other to know what the world really is, what being a human really is. I mean, if it were up to me, visas, passports, borders, oh and all that, no thank you. Don't get me started. <laughs> I'm oh my goodness. <laughs> I am so over it. it. So over it. 100%. I'm so over it. Oh my yeah. goodness, over it. Yeah. I think it's 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 good for us to keep in mind that uh loss has 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 a new meaning since after COVID. And and maybe we didn't even know what that word meant before COVID. And now maybe we're realizing what that does mean. Um, if you don't mind, I, we've got some great comments in right at the end. I'm like, oh. we must have hit a nerve. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Debbie Crea says, uh, as a mass consciousness, we have lost a lot and at the same time gained a lot of wisdom about our journey. But we need time for a pause and introspection to fully process the death of the old life. For those of you who don't know Debbie, you need to know Debbie. Yeah, Debbie, Debbie's a psychic medium, top 10 in the world, top one in Thailand. I don't know. She's amazing. Anyway, Vera Sachdev says, great talk, ladies. The beautiful struggle. Very true, Vera. Very true. And Anna has joined us. <clears throat> she says, yes, it's made us all have to completely re-examine our lives. It's been so difficult, but I truly believe that it's made us examine our lives and our values in a really deliberate way. Life is happening on purpose now, which I really value. Ooh, that one gave me goosebumps. Me too, yeah. All right, we got one more from Lauren. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Lauren. It's also hard sometimes when non-expats just don't get to the challenges, just don't get the challenges, and they think you live on the beach with no struggles. <laughs> 
you lose connection with those back home, which can then be isolating. But yeah, so many, many advantages and amazing experiences. I kind of want to talk about that too, because like that's something that we do not talk about as expats. And like that is a large part of our life. It is very isolating to already be abroad and far away physically, but then the distance continues to grow apart and apart. And it's just like, oh, whoa. And, and like, I'm going back home and it's been a few years for me. And it's almost like, how did I even dare to ask my family of that, right? Like, who the heck? Like, I, I started off my, my conversation with the fact that I'm a big sister. And here I am, like, in a way, kind of being a big sister to other people but neglecting the people that really matter. And like this this is an important conversation. We do not talk about this enough. Like and and even like there's the part of like the fact that our families are being neglected and maybe not understanding it and we don't do enough to like bring them along the journey. And some of it is because like we also don't understand it like we're learning as we go. But then the isolation as well like we we really need to give ourselves some more resources to deal with that because we're yeah, over here I, building I, and growing, but like man, yeah, that loss tend, is deep. We tend to forget too what what that does, and and as women, mm -hmm. what certain of those emotions will do to you. Shame alone for women wow. and guilt. Oh, it's all over me. Like it's so heavy. <laughs> it is so heavy. It's and so last week was my us. mom and, and my yeah. parents' birthday and like not being, oh, it was just so much. Like yeah. your emotions are just like out of whack because like the shame is living on you. Even though if, even if you're like really deep in your work and you got your people and like you're doing your thing, it's just like, yeah. that shame is living there. Like it's there. And it if is. they're not addressing it, it is there and it's so heavy. It's definitely yeah. another moment for therapy. That's for sure. Or yeah. Whatever it is you lo you like to do. All <laughs> whatever the helps yeah. you. Get on it. Yeah. All right. I'm going to wrap this up because honestly, we could probably do this for another hour, but we cannot. <laughs> so let's, um, first of all, Tori, thank you so much for joining us today. I really thank appreciate you. it. You will, we will definitely be inviting you back on and I hope that you uh, take our invitation. But before then, please get home, um, get to go see your family. And thank you so much for sharing with us. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It was good seeing you, Jess. And uh, yeah. it's really good talking to you, Kat. Sorry. Yeah. Right? It's like, I, I just like got to, I've heard your name and then like, I finally got to meet you. And then like, yeah, it's cool. It's just cool to see the things that we're all building and like the collective of like what can continue to happen. So yeah, thank you. Yeah. Really excited to be a part of this. And hey, everybody who's watching. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate you guys for being here. And um, yeah, all the things like so excited. Yeah. Cool. All right, you. you guys. I would, I would also say, you know, yeah, thank you so much, Tori. And, and it's great to see you. I mean, we've, uh, we've met a number of times in the last four years since you've been here and um made the made our connection as well and uh i think yeah it's be it'd be great for uh all of the things that we're all doing to continue to build and grow all together and you know cross post cross share do all of those things mm -hmm. um and so i'll just wrap up by saying i'm freezing my ass off <laughs> over here in iowa um looking forward to returning to the warm and welcoming thailand hoping there's no lockdown in a few months again but uh um just a quick announcement too our next uh show is on november 24th and we'll be talking with anna downs all things mm -hmm. pregnancy related health uh, your pelvic floor how to exercise to be in shape for your pregnancy and post-pregnancy 
Um, and you know, it's just a general thing. I mean, even if you're can not I, gonna... can I say I've taken I've taken Anna's classes, not been pregnant in like sixteen years. <laughs> That's but can yeah. I take I've taken Anna's classes? Women, ladies, if y'all got those parts, y'all need to go. Yeah, I was gonna say you don't <laughs> you have to just be pregnant. Need to go. <laughs> yeah, you don't have you to, don't be need to be pregnant or plan to be pregnant. Yeah, just join. If you the got class. a cool cool. Go. <laughs> go, go cuckoo for your cocoa. Yeah, go cuckoo. Okay. <laughs> I need to check yeah. that out. Yeah. So we're really excited to yeah. welcome Anna um, on, like I said, the 24th at 7.30 p.m. Bangkok time. And then one week after that, we will be back on the show with our founding member, Hannah. And we'll be talking about perspectives from the other side of the world. She's been back in the States for a few months. I've just gotten back. And Kat, you're there during the reopening of Thailand. Never leaving. So, <laughs> so we'll have a lot of conversations um, about this topic and sort of wrapping things up for this crazy ass second COVID year that we've been experiencing. So Wait, second Woo! year? It's the second year? It, Wait, isn't what? it? <laughs> yeah. Isn't it though? Wait, time? Wait, what? <laughs> like, yeah, it's yeah, weird. It's, 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 so weird. About, it's, all, it's about to be 2022 here soon. Like, Shh, I'm, I'm in shock. About that yet. I know, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. That's, you know, that's why I left, guys. I was like, I don't have another year uh, to, I, don't, I can't afford another year to wait for Thailand to get right. So I just like, I just like left just to see what the hell else is going on around the world. And might as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You didn't yeah. miss yeah. much. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. I've just been, I, it was one point I looked in my kitchen and there was like 15 wine bottles and I was like, all right, it's time to go. Just <laughs> it's time to go. You can't pass the time drinking wine anymore. <laughs> my, my mom begs to differ. Yeah. Anyway. Well. All right. <laughs> all right. Cool. Thank, Thank you, so you much, again, Tori. And thanks Kat, Thank you. as usual. Bye guys. See Bye. You. Bye. Take care.